Hello and welcome to your daily dose of commentary. Today we start with the topic. Is T-Pain going to be in GTA 6? Yeah, I saw this before I was going live. Synth Potato says here, seems like T-Pain is confirmed to have a part in GTA 6. In live stream clips circulating on social media, T-Pain revealed that he's working on GTA 6, but that contributing to Rockstar's anticipated sequel means he can no longer roleplay in GTA 5. Oh, I need to be on no pixel RP? I used to be. I used to be. And then, how about this shit? I used to be on no pixel. Then I started working on the fucking, on GTA 6, and they told me I couldn't do RP anymore because it kind of goes against shit. They had this whole speech like, you know, like what if somebody took your album and re-recorded it and more people were listening to that? Then I'm like, okay, I kind of get that, but I was having a good time. All right, that's fine. Then I started working on the, working on the game with them. And then, uh, then they teamed up with the people that, that kind of like make the RP shit. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, what? Whoa. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> wait, bitch, shit. Y'all told me I couldn't do this shit and y'all teamed up with the people that make the, that enable the RP shit to happen. Anyways, whatever. So on one level, I want to be like, this has to be false because if you're working for Rockstar, they're, they're, they're fairly well known for not wanting people to talk about stuff in relation to their new games. I mean, T-Pain could have just been like saying fuck it or just could have momentarily forgot that you shouldn't be saying stuff like this. But it also could just be that it's similar to what I do. I'm a voice actor for GTA 6. Like I'm just memeing. Except I'm not. I am actually a voice actor for GTA 6, obviously. But if this is just a meme, he's a good actor because he comes across fairly believable. Like I think it's totally believable that he could be working on something for GTA 6. As we've talked about how Rockstar seems to very much so like music involving artists in their games, especially recently. I mean, they are called Rockstar after all. So it wouldn't surprise me if T-Pain was somehow involved. I mean, does it seem believable that they would ask him to not do GTA 5 RP? Possibly. I've heard it said that they don't like people who work with them to have a, a strong social media presence for whatever reason. I guess they don't want them to say something controversial that might impact the game or something. I mean, in the same way that like, you know, remember PogChamp and Twitch? how PogChamp was kind of the face of Twitch, the emote for a long time. And then the PogChamp dude came out and said a lot of weird stuff and they had to get rid of the emote. I'm sure Rockstar is just like, we don't want something like that to happen. The less on Twitter, the people who work for them are, the less likely um, th there could be some negative ramifications of something they, they said. You missed PogChamp? Yeah, he was pretty good. At least we still have DeviperChamp though. Oh, true. That's why I don't do GTA 5 RP. Yeah, because I'm, I'm too involved in GTA 6, guys. Uh, I, I, I'm just so good at GTA 5 RP, and it's unfortunate that uh, the world is going to miss out on all that content. Shucks. <laughs> I found out why my packages aren't being delivered. So I found out something interesting today, chat. Does JB Hi-Fi exist in your countries? Or is it just an Australian thing? I mean, it could exist in other countries by a different name. That does happen sometimes. JB Hi-Fi Limited is an Australian consumer electronics and home appliances retail company in Australia, New Zealand, and that's it. It made $9.6 billion worth of revenue in 2023. One thing I found out today, chat, is regardless of the value of the product that you buy from JB Hi-Fi, they will require a signature for the package delivered. I've been buying things from them from them for a while, and I couldn't understand why sometimes I would need a signature, other times not. So I contacted them today, and turns out 100% of the time, always need a signature. Even if you're getting from them a button worth two cents, signature. 
They will not leave that shit at your door. Too valuable, that two cent button or whatever. And it turns out the reason why sometimes my JB Hi-Fi packages were being left at my door is because some drivers understand that it is just security theater and they will just leave them. Good on them. Like I have a sign there that says, just leave the package. It annoys me, as I've said many times in my Ramble series, that companies will do this. They will not give me the option as to whether or not I want to take upon me the responsibility of the security of my package. They will enforce upon me the need for a signature, potentially waking me up if I'm having sleep issues and sleeping during the day. Or if I miss the thing, I have to then go out to the post office and actually pick up the package, costing me time. In my entire 32 years of life, yes, I'm 32 years old, I have lost no packages. Zero. Not even one. I have ordered tens of thousands of packages. Not a single one have I lost. But what I have had done is lost days, many, 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 many days worth of my life having to go to the post office and many, many days of good sleep when people have rung my door asking for a fucking signature because they're forced to. When I contacted JB Hi-Fi today, I was like, look, just put a thing on my, my account. Do not need a signature. Don't do it. Or point me to where I can select the thing to say I don't want a signature. And they said, we will not give you that option. We refuse to. We're forcing it upon you. We don't give a fuck. They didn't say exactly that, but that's exactly, that's what they mean when they were communicating to me. Fuck you, shop somewhere else. So I will. I will never buy another fucking thing from JB Hi-Fi for as long as I goddamn live. It should not be such a huge demand to not require a fucking signature, security theater, when people are dropping on packages. Because of consumer laws, they always remain sort of responsible, even if you sign in advance and say they can leave it at your door, the businesses always remain responsible. I don't think that's true. I think it's entirely false. But regardless, other businesses do not have these requirements. So other businesses are perfectly willing to leave my packages at the door. And so they deserve my money more than fucking JB Hi-Fi. Fuck them. On some level, I can understand if I'm ordering like a $2,000 TV or some shit or, or some lavish purchase. The item that I've, that I've received has gone back to the post office and now, and now it's going to be sent back to them is a cable. It's a nice cable, it's worth like 50 bucks or something, but it's it's a cable that was delivered to my door and taken away because of this stupid fucking policy that JB Hi-Fi has. I've been inconvenienced, the driver's been inconvenienced, the post office has been inconvenienced because they have to call me like a, like a week later, are you gonna come get this? I'm like, maybe, who knows? The pe the people have to then put it back on a truck, gonna be inconvenienced, the the, the truck driver gonna have to deliver the back to JB Hi-Fi, JB Hi they're gonna be inconvenienced, JB Hi-Fi themselves are gonna be inconvenienced all because of a lack of consumer choice. I'm not saying that it couldn't be the default that, that the, for items you need a signature. I, I'm not saying that, that for really expensive items that maybe you have to have a signature. But for a fucking cable, I, there can't be consumer choice to not need a signature. Like really, as I say, I'd be more amenable to this if at any point in time in my entire fucking life, I lost even one goddamn package. Even then I still, I would rather like lose one package a year than have to deal with these fucking signatures, this security theater. This is a hill I will die on. Like that meme where like, it could be like a million people against me. And I will stand here and stare, stare at them all in the face and be like, fuck you guys, you're wrong. Signatures for packages suck. It should be an optional thing that people request. If they feel there's a chance, they might lose their package. Or the item is of a particular value that they're particularly concerned. What is even the point of the signature? Anyone can sign for it? Exactly. It is security theater to the degree that drivers themselves can just squiggle on the thing and it's done. No one checks. I could squiggle anything. And if the package ends up getting lost, it's just gonna be my word against the companies. They're like, well, we have a squiggle. I'm like, I, I didn't squiggle that. That's, that's not mine. I didn't squiggle that. It doesn't, it doesn't prove anything. There's, there's no like directory of signatures that are being checked against, especially because you're, you're doing it on like a little screen. 
you can't do your signature correctly on one of those screens. It's dumb. YouTube is the largest streaming platform. Stats have come out for the fourth quarter comparing all the live streaming platforms and how well they're going relative to each other. The results probably aren't going to surprise you. It's not likely much different from other stats we've looked at before. So most watched streaming platforms by hours watched of live broadcasts. There's YouTube who's first with uh, 10 billion hours. But of course, only 1.3 billion of that is gaming. And then there's Twitch second with 5 billion hours. So half of YouTube, but 4.4 billion of that is gaming. So it's like, uh, four, like four times the amount of gaming compared to YouTube. Put in these terms, everyone else just feels so goddamn meaningless. Um, how much money has Kick spent now? Like half a billion dollars or some shit. <laughs> and they're still so, so distant in third place. That isn't to say that they can't just throw more money at it and, and eventually get somewhere, but they're not seeing much of a return on their investment right now. I mean, I guess Twitch ain't seeing much of a return on investment either, are they? It's a hard business to be profitable in, even for Twitch. And all these other platforms are rumble and stuff are all so small down here. So you gotta wonder, like, what's the value in these down here? Maybe they're just such smaller operations that their costs are lower and they have special deals. Who knows, I suppose, who knows? I am getting the best internet in Australia. It's like a good news chat. Probably won't impact you all that much, but I'm getting better internet. For the last almost four years, I have had a thousand down, 400 up, and that was the best internet that was available at the time. A business plan, I was paying $420 a month, which is a lot, obviously. My mod, Louis, contacted me a couple of months ago, and he was like, hey, you know your plan? How you said it cost you 420 bucks? Well, the uh, price has gone down. It's now only 300 bucks. I was like, oh, good. But unfortunately, the amount I was paying didn't change. So clearly, I, I, I was going to need to call up and be like, hey, yo, stop charging me more than you're charging everyone else. So I did that two days ago. And while I was talking to the person, I was like, oh, you got some more plans here. You got like enterprise plans now. What's up with that? They're like, oh, yeah, we, we got some got some new stuff. Yeah, well, at least then it's more available to other people. And and so I can now get thousand down and thousand up. But the price chat, the price upload speed is for whatever reason. Well, there are reasons, but it's it's more expensive in general if you want more upload speed. Like if you want a thousand down, twenty up, you're paying like like peanuts to get that four hundred up. I had that was what was causing me to pay like an extra four hundred bucks. But what they want for a thousand down, a thousand up, is seven hundred and twenty bucks. I think it's even more than that. It might be close to eight hundred. And that's not even the highest grade that you can get because it's enterprise. You can pay an extra like three hundred bucks to be prioritized on the line, as in. I can pay more money to be guaranteed a thousand up, thousand down at all times, regardless of what traffic is on the line. Like someone else could be like, I know, sending off some important documents is gonna save the world. It doesn't fucking matter. My live stream will be prioritized over that if I wanted to pay that money, but I'm not gonna pay that much because the amount of traffic on like a dedicated enterprise line or whatever is like nothing. So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be lower priority, but there's not gonna be much traffic on the line anyway. So I'm not gonna lose any speed ever, speed ever right? And what's great is normally it would cost a ridiculous amount of money to uh, get this line installed or whatever, but it's going to cost me zero bucks because apparently there's already someone in this area that has built out that shit. And so I can just kind of like hook onto them. I only got to do like a, a, a little bit installation. So I, I just need to pay the monthly fee. You might ask, is it worth 700, 800 bucks each month to get that extra upload speed? Yeah, it is. One, it's a business expense. Like, obviously, that doesn't make it free or something. It basically means I get it for a little bit cheaper, in, in, in a sense. 
if you know how deductions work. But it also saves me time, and, and, and I can get files uploaded very, very fast, especially considering that I might end up moving to 4K, and, and the files being even larger. I will need that additional speed to transfer the files at the same kind of rate that I'm doing right now. It just seems like a good move, because that's business. If, of course, I wasn't doing this for business reasons, I would not, in any stretch of the imagination, pay this much for upload speed. It's gonna make my life a little bit easier, which is good. Wait, if it's a business expense, do taxes lower it? How deductions work, chat, is if I have $100 and I keep that $100, I will have to pay tax on that money. It's now profit, right? And so let's say I'm paying 40% in tax. I will have to give $40 to the government and I keep 60. That's now my personal income, can do whatever I want with it, can buy candy, I got 60 bucks. But if I spend that $100 on my business instead, I get that full value of that $100. So rather than having 40 bucks go to the government, and I keep 60 bucks, I am instead getting the full value of the $100 with my business. So in, in a way, I can either keep 60 bucks for personal money, profit, let's go, or I can put the 100 bucks in my business. So it's not like this is free or something, this internet, but if I kept this money personally, I would have to give some of that money to the government. So in a way you can look at it as if it's a little bit cheaper, because the alternative wouldn't have me keeping all this money I would be spending on my internet. It, it would have me keeping a lesser amount of that. You know, this is how business deductions work, guys. The idea ultimately is to incentivize business spending. It's like the government's like, well, yeah, you, you can hypothetically keep that money and uh, give us a nice chunk of it, or you can spend it on your business. Commit tax evasion? It's not tax evasion. It's just, it's it's sensible, right? Because it's not my money. Like if you, if you pay someone $50,000 in wages, you shouldn't be taxed on that because it's not your money. You're, you've given it to someone else. You know, that's a business expense. You're, you're taxed in general on profit, not revenue for that reason. You can unlock two extra animated emote slots on Twitch. So Twitch has this thing where you can get two bonus animated emotes. They're right here. To get them, you have to use their alert system, which I, I guess is meant to be a competitor to stream elements and stream labs. It was weird how many years it took Twitch to finally build out their own alert system. I, I'm talking about these alerts that appear on the screen. So these ones I've got from Stream Elements, and Stream Elements is really pissing me off right now because the gifted subs for Twitch don't appear for me, and the gifted memberships on YouTube don't bundle correctly, and there seems to be nothing they can do to fix it, which is super annoying. Regardless, I now have access to these two bonus emotes because I am using the alerts from Twitch, but only for two specific things. The first is Hype Trains. Wow. Which is a thing where like if, if people are gifting a lot of bits and memberships and subbing and stuff, it's like, oh my God, something cool is happening. This is hype. This is a hype train. And it does like a little alert like that, okay? And the other one is if a goal is reached. Wow. These are two forms of alerts that cannot be done through stream elements, I don't think. Or if they can be, I, I've never done them, whatever. And so I'm just having these alerts that will go off every once in a while, so I can get access to the extra two emote slots on Twitch. Do you know what emotes we're gonna be adding, Joshua? Joshua is is the guy who's, uh, he handles my art. The two new ones? May as well add them now and show people. So there's gonna be D-Viper Devil, he devilish, and Ring Bell. I was gonna be adding uh, D-Viper Knife for some reason, apparently. So that's good. May as well do that now. Apparently you need at least one alert to go off every six months to maintain access to these emo slots, which should not be too hard. On some level, I wouldn't mind just doing all my alerts through Twitch, but it just take too long to set them all up. 
So yeah, be sure to subscribe to me on Twitch to have all these amazing emotes. Look at them. There's so many of them. I'm clearly like the only person who you need to subscribe to because I got all the emotes that you need. How did React content become popular on YouTube? Well, at one point in time, it was believed that uploading more than one video a day would hurt you. And it probably did. If you spammed a person's subscription box and, and that's all that they really used, then they would only be able to watch so many videos that would be there, right? So you might release five in a day, but um, there's no way they could get to all those five. By the time they come back tomorrow, all those five will be out of the subscription feed. But as YouTube moved away from the subscription feed model and more into al algorithms and whatnot, it seems there was less and less a penalty of producing more than one video a day. So the strategy now is ultimately producing as many videos as you possibly can that aren't necessarily complete shit. Something you made two weeks from now can still be presented to people reliably through the recommendation algorithms. So while once upon a time there was potentially more of a weight towards re releasing one really good video, now it's the strategy is just how can you possibly produce as much content as possible with as much variety as possible and anytime you have to actually do work to create content obviously it's going to lessen the amount that you can spam out N now you've got channels releasing 10 videos a day and doing very well something that couldn't exist prior so uh, i do i do think the changes in youtube's content distribution system has enabled or better enabled this sort of strategy of reaction content to uh, actually work in modern youtube this solution might help me upload video essays faster. So because of my very recent difficulties, and I guess difficulties throughout my entire career of making video essays, I've been thinking of ways that I can still write video essay scripts, but not have the difficulties that I've been experiencing sitting in front of the camera, memorizing the words and then speaking them. Like I find that when I have to memorize the words, I'm so focused on remembering the words that I need to say and then saying them that I, I lose all emotion in my expression like it doesn't sound very good and it takes so long that it like I just hate making them like I, I I like writing the essay but I hate making the actual video where I'm on camera right and, and so I'm looking for ways to try to solve that one potential way that I could is what a lot of other video essayists do where they have little avatars so as Sabersparks says here after six years I finally updated my avatar still the same silly cartoon boy but with a new coat of paint and more than 12 expressions and so it's just hey Err, yeah, yeah, and and so it looks like this, where he's just 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 there, and then like he just moves his face as he goes along. The advantages of this is he would just be reading a script into a microphone. He wouldn't have to spend the time to memorize what is being said, and he could do as many takes as he wants so quickly compared to me having to do this on camera. Like I tried getting a teleprompter and reading from a teleprompter as I. I'm, I'm on, on camera like a lot, a, lot, a lot of people do, but I'm just so bad at speaking that I I will miss speak a single word and have to go back anyway And it just it doesn't help and it's so clear that I'm reading that I think this is like the only way that I might Potentially make more video essays moving into the future for me It's more the writing the essay the arguments the the research that I care more about that I, that I enjoy than it is the process of actually making that into a video. What got me through university was just that I'm, I, I'm good at writing essays and I like writing essays, surprisingly. But it's everything else that I don't like. So hopefully, you know, I won't just stop making video essays in the future. I will just try something else. We'll see how it goes. And so that's all my rambles. If you want me to make more video essays, be sure to hit that like and subscribe button. Thank you for watching. I wish you all the best.